Ooh, I'm aerating the fuck out of this wine. Yeah, boy. I think we were able to hear it. a fart, so. Well, that was me, but it. I was also <laughs> aerating wine. Yeah. Is that what we call it now? Mm. It's a euphemism. <laughs> <Marating> wine. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm going to start calling it. Like, What's that? I was yeah. just aerating some wine, baby. Welcome to Brose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros. On an audio feed, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed, reporting live from his totally real job at Goldman Sachs, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. <laughs> Hello, everyone. How are you, sir? I'm doing fabulous with my giant bags of money working here at <laughs> Goldman Sachs. Gigantic sacks. You're going to parlay that into a run for Congress? Why, why why are we starting 2023 with Maybe. talking about Tim's gigantic sacks? Like, Maybe. His Goldman sacks. Mm-hmm. Just keep, keep, keep that in the back of your mind when I get to my first question. We'll come Gross. back to it. Uh, how's everybody doing? <laughs> awesome! You know, yeah. not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. I am, yeah. I'm excited for the year. I can yes. only go up from here. So, you know. I can only True. go up. I, into that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, every ad I hear, like whether it's on the radio or podcast, something like that, like anyone that advertises to small businesses for the last like four years, it's always been like, we all know 2020 insert year here has been a roller coaster and not in the good way. Like it's every <laughs> insert, no matter what, it's like 20. <laughs> yeah, wackity, schmackity, do. And, and like it's, it's just you insert year here and it's just like even if 2023, like 2023 could be an excellent year. In in many ways, whether it's social, political, economic, whatever, it could be an excellent year. And you still get to the end of the year and you get the commercials that are just like, we all know how 2023 has been because it's just easier to be like, hey, we're going to assume it was hard. And that way we can advertise to you. Because we're lazy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. It is easier to be like, oh boy, what a, what a, it's been a hell of a hell of a year this year. And mm-hmm. I don't know. What we learned I, from Mint Noble is to cheap out on our commercials and recycle them. <laughs> Yeah, especially but, at a time like this. Well, I I actually uh, got into an argument with someone uh, the last week. It wasn't an argument, but like I kind of blew up on someone. You all know what happened the last week of the year for me and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said to this person, I was like, 2023 or 2022 honestly was worse than 2020 for me. Subjectively was a worse year than 2020. Mm-hmm. This year absolutely sucked. And he turns around and starts like, well, actually, 2022 was amazing, and it was great, and I went to X amount of concerts and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, for you. But subjectively, or objectively, yeah. whichever one it would be, my year was dog shit. Mm-hmm. It was worse than 2020. You can't tell That's me the part that, yeah, You gotta read carefully. Like You say, yeah. like, oh, for me, 2022 was tough. You can't respond to that with, like, yeah, dude, but, like, Bonnaroo was sick when I went there a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Like, that can't be a response to, like, I had a hard year. Yeah. Like, that's not yeah. the way this works. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, who's, here's the 2023 being a good year, and maybe we'll go have a sick year Jeez. at Bonnaroo or something like that. There's some there's some festival in Ohio that both my wife and my brother have sent me that looks uh, really, really good, and it's one of those, like, 
one of those festivals that like only the midwest has nowadays like all these like you know modern rock bands and metal bands it's like oh this is sweet and of course it's memorial day weekend so it's like no we're not gonna go (laughs) your 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 brother alex the now 1950s greaser right I was listening. Yes. I was listening to a recent podcast where we were talking about him, and I was, and you're talking about how he's recording an album, and I was like, you know, the next time I see Alex, I expect him to be a 1950s greaser with cigarettes rolled up in his t-shirt. Like, he's got mm, tattoos. He's recording, he's an, recording album? an album. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I expect him to be a greaser now. I'm very confused on how we got. Yeah, to no, that. I, I, I'm, I'm, you're a bit of a jump to greaser. I, it's, <laughs> but uh, it was, yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. You 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 had mentioned to me that he got tattoos as well, and I'm like, man, he's changed. He's got tattoos. He's recorded an oh. album. He's gonna be all like awesome in 19. It just he's hanging out with some funny... shady guys down at the harbor. Yeah, yeah, you know the I, harbor I, in I Ohio. Have, I would have been yeah, like, yeah. when's when, when's he showing up at uh at the car shop? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gotta work on my hot rod. He's got uh, like an old white Lincoln. He's driving around. I don't know that that bit worked better when you actually when you were talking about him, and it's been like two months since you actually said it, so I don't fully I, remember. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was. I, I pre. I, 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 upon explanation, it makes a little bit more sense. But going from like Midwestern uh, heavy metal festival to Greaser, I was like, okay, this is gonna take some work. For me to get to work out. <laughs> I I would have been less confused if you went tattoos, recording an album, real bad coke addiction. All of a sudden, where'd that come from? I'm like, yeah, that makes mm, sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Developed from some very strange political views after watching YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, though. Available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, as always, the premise of our show is that we are four bros. We bring a single question, uh, sometimes more than that, but we, we each ask a question to our bros at each session. We each bring one. It could be about anything. It could be about current events. It could be about pop culture it could be about uh would you rather it could be about life philosophy life the universe and everything frankly uh but we do it we answer those questions while enjoying a delicious glass of wine but we also want your questions for four years we answer questions from you the audience about those same topics about life the universe and everything and we want those questions so we can answer them on the air email them to brosequestions at gmail.com that's brosequestions at gmail.com dot com to have them answered on the air with a with, with thoughtfulness with mirth and with uh a third thing because rule of threes now <laughs> before we continue uh we have to discuss what we are drinking tonight because i said we drink wine every time we do these shows so uh let's see tim hansen let's start with you somebody who gave me a look that says maybe i'm not drinking wine tonight <laughs> correct i decided to be a uh moderately responsible adult because of things i need to do in the morning uh, and not drink wine because I don't trust myself, but also because I just came from uh, hanging out with a bunch of old coworkers and already drinking. So uh, mm. now that I'm back in the uh, Yankee Doodle Northern area, mm, I'm yeah. having a wonderful Wawa lemon iced tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always delicious. Do things just move so fast nowadays? Like uh, you know, it's just a very different lifestyle from the one you're used to from being a, a born and bred, died in the wool Southerner. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. He wasn't. That's listening. that's exactly that's listening. exactly the response I would expect. Boonhauer. Uh, mm. All right. Uh, dang old yep. Uh, <laughs> Rich, what are you drinking? I am drinking a wine gifted to me by none other than co-host Matt Casnell, uh, uh-huh. called Joyful Heart. It's a white yeah. blend. It's a joyful yeah. heart. Is a giving heart. Is what it says on the front. Uh, it's very tasty. I enjoy it. Um. I believe his uh, plan was for all of us to drink this on the same episode. Yes, you're correct. 
But I think I can't remember if he said it, he done fucked up and drank it first. So yes, <laughs> that's right. I did fuck up. I drank it first. Also, Tim didn't get his bottle yet. Yeah, uh, so, okay. I was like, uh, uh, was I supposed says, to be left out of it? Was several 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 problems in the the chain? It's really an immediate breakdown when I went and grabbed a bottle. Yeah, what happened was a couple weeks ago. I went to grab a different bottle that I had been gifted was not looking, just snatched the bottle, opened it. No attention to detail in any way, shape, or form. Just opened it, started drinking it, and I looked at it and I go, I'm drinking shot, god damn it. So, uh, and yeah, then- so the, 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 the idea for this was uh, I, I found this this uh, winery in uh, or this winemaker in California that made uh, good red and white blends uh, and, and donated a uh, portion of proceeds to charity. So I was like, yeah, let's, let's get this. So I got a bottle for, for each of the bros. Tim Hansen. Yours is I, uh, is coming up. So, I was uh, it just, yeah. I was actually supposed to pick up his bottle and bring it to the New Year's party we had. Yes, you were. So but, the third breakdown. Oh, so this is Richard's was, fault. This is also now I it was, makes sense. It all I makes was, sense now. I I ended up being wishy washy on whether or not I was going to actually go to that New Year's party that week, hmm. and yeah. then just ended up completely forgetting the day of to contact Matt. So yeah, hmm. multiple breakdowns on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is really a uh, pretty much every fail safe uh, did in fact fail uh, <laughs> in, in the course of this this plan working out. But we'll all have the wine at some point. Yeah, Sean, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking Chateau Jaren Bordeaux Rosé, and it is uh, it's fine. It's very alcoholy. It smells a little bit like gasoline, mm. but not in like like in the same way that like Riesling does. You know, like a sweet wine. Sometimes sweet wine kind of tastes a little bit like gasoline it's it kind of smells like that and it's it's 13 percent, which for a rosé is pretty respectable yeah. it's like 0.5 pretty hefty. higher than normal <laughs> yeah that's hefty that's mm-hmm. hefty for uh for a sweet for a sweet rosé mm-hmm. um i am drinking jesus christ this bottle's huge <laughs> yeah, uh, i'm drinking a bottle of liberty creek merlot uh that my neighbor got us as a as a Ooh. gift uh and at liberty creek we craft our wines upholding the ideals of a bygone time a time when traditions were esteemed and principles were hard won our long tradition of winemaking is rooted in the rich soils of california and every bottle of liberty creek rings faithful to the principle we hold true that quality wines should be accessible for all. Uh, this is pretty good. It's pretty good Merlot. I've only had a couple of sips of it so far, uh, but again, I'm a Merlot guy, so I figured this is a pretty safe bet. Uh, and also, I just this bottle is so big, and I just I need it. I need to just start working on this now, so that maybe I'll be done with it by like I don't know the the lunar June. New Year or something like that. So, uh, so we're we're working on it, but it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Thanks to uh, G and Q for sending this over. Our I- I want to call a little bit of copyright infringement on that. It's Liberty, whatever. It's not from Pennsylvania, so it shouldn't be Liberty. Mm. It should be something else. It's Liberty, 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 <laughs> Liberty Creek. <laughs> Biberty, um, Biberty. Liberty, Bibbity, Bibbity Boo. Uh, all right. Brose questions at gmail.com. If you out there in the listening audience, the listening public, would like your question answered on the air by us, the bros, who are great and awesome and should be trusted on all matters. But first, Let's talk about what we brought to the table. Who's got a question they want to start us off with? Tim Hansen, raising his hand. Now, Tim, real quick, um, before we get started, uh, I appreciate the fact that you volunteered. You have made it public knowledge to the four of us beforehand that you have but one question prepared for this session. So you've decided to immediately unload the clip. It's 12 minutes into the first episode. Is this a strategy 
to allow yourself the maximum amount of time between the next time we ask you for a question to think of two more? Um, originally, no, but I'm going to okay. say yes now. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Then now that I provided you with a motive. Which, which, which kind of feeds into my question, actually. Mm -hmm. This is going to okay. be great. That was, that was right. the plan the whole time. Yeah. Um, so so mm. now that I work at Goldman Sachs and I have all this money lying around, you There's so you many are... people on this podcast now. <laughs> Trump, this Goldman Sachs guy, <laughs> Duff man. You asked me Duff about man. my congressional run. So my question yeah. is, if ninety five percent of your congressional run was completely fabricated, and you won, and then people found out, um, mm -hmm. would you still? Uh, w would you back down or would you be like, nah, you're all wrong? Would, would you uh, keep your office or would you be like, yeah, you got me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this is, yeah. This, I put uh, this bit into my bit, which I was just going to present a different George Santos lie for each, uh, <laughs> for each one of the episodes. The next one was going to be like, where did he say we went to college? Penn or was it Harvard? <laughs> it was some. It was some school I had never heard of, and there and he was like, "Yeah, I was I even I was a star on the volleyball team." It's like <laughs> you didn't even go, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he lied about his high school. <laughs> like he lied about everything. Yeah, I oh, don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand how he's allowed to rightfully hold office after lying that much. Because mm. and he was like elected his, by the people, the people mm. didn't know any better at this point. Like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it it drives me nuts because uh I one of the responses to like hey how did w like this is a lie that's a lie that's a lie his response was I lied on my resume so what everyone does it mm -hmm. oh no but, what he but, said was uh I misspoke and you took it out of context <laughs> now like I, I, I now I've not looked at George Santos's resume where in the resume did he put the part about being Jewish. Oh, that was. I don't think that, that was that, that was a little that was a little bit facetious. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say I was Jewish. No, no, I said I was Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waka waka. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not one would not have uh, brought that one up uh, proactively on a CV. Just be like, oh, by the way, here's what my grandparents were. <laughs> uh, yeah, weird. What what a strange story. Mm -hmm. I yeah, mean, funny in a lot of ways. In, in that that like. You know, it's 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 that quintessential American like this is funny in a really like unfortunate way kind of situation. Yeah. Like it's it's in a different world I'd look at this and be like, it's objectively hilarious this dude just completely made up everything about his life and just won. And it worked. Like every it worked entirely. Um yeah, and like it's interesting because the uh the, the story this week was I think the New York Repu the New York Republican uh I don't know the heads the heads of the Republican Party in New York were like we're disavowing this guy, you know he should step down and all this stuff. And then uh, you know the the, the House uh, the, the House Majority Leader uh, who desperately needs his votes is like, well let's let's not get hasty here. Hold yeah. on. maybe we just won't let him have all the secrets or something like that. Like what is he? It's, it, of course he shouldn't have the secrets. He should well, be still put, He's the, still the putting confidence. him on a like, committee. Mm hmm. Yeah, you, the problem isn't like, oh, well, I don't want him to be looking at, like, I mean, I don't want him to be looking at, uh, like, the most proprietary information in the United States. But the more pressing thing is that he's just going to be like, yeah, present, I'm here, I'm going to sign on, vote for whatever you want, just please just let me do this again. Like, mm. this is, this is like, it, like, 
you were saying, Matt, in a different reality, this would be hilarious. It's exactly kind of the story of the movie Man of the Year from 2006. Robin Williams is basically a Colbert or Jon Stewart type news show host where he satires the, the, the political news and then runs for office and wins. He runs for presidential office and wins. And it's just like, this dude doesn't deserve it. But this is a hilarious movie. Yeah, but he didn't lie about it. No, he didn't lie about it. But it's it's so it's, it's not the same movie. It's not the same. But it's still... they are fundamentally different premises entirely. This is a bad story. Well, no, it's, I think it's, it's I think the point is like they're both funny. Well, yeah, it's the this point is, of but one is funny, haha. One is funny, like oh, that's just sad. oh no. Well, but that's this that's, that's real. not for nothing. But it's my understanding Same. that the. It's not. I've not seen Man of the Year, but it's my understanding that movie gets like really dark at the end. I, I like don't. It becomes I, like a thriller of some sort. Like it, I, it's, it's, it becomes real strange near the near the end of it. Anyway. I I honestly don't know. I just remember it being a comedy and hearing it was very funny and very good. But like the point wasn't like there. It was this is a funny story in media. This is not a funny story in real life. And that's mm. this is where like hmm. I would love to see a movie about this and how much this dude would fuck up. I don't want to see it now in actual life. Where do you think he got that 700 grand from? <laughs> he got 700 grand that he loaned to a bunch of people. It was like, yeah, but he only like made the dude wasn't paying his rent like a few. Yeah. He's like, well, yeah, he was making 50 grand a year. He was like not paying his rent, got evicted a couple of times. And like, he, but then mysteriously he just has 700 grand to loan to his own campaign. He, and it's like, huh? Hey George, <laughs> that he sold he sold his seven houses to move in with his sister. That's where he got the seven hundred grand from. Yes, yes, of course, one hundred thousand dollars for each house. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but an interesting character. I don't have anything else really to say about him. It's it's a strange story. Uh, it doesn't sound like he he did anything illegal except for possibly uh money laundering. But um, you can kind of get anybody on money laundering at all. Like if he got that money in any way, shape or form that was not, um, you know, on the up and up, like it's there's a 95 percent chance you could get nailed for money laundering if mm. anybody decides to press charges against him or something like that. But otherwise, I, I don't think unfortunately, I don't think straight up lying to the United States public is actually against the law. <laughs> so mm. I think he's probably OK in that respect. But, yeah, it's it's. It's nuts that he's a congressman. Well, yeah. And could what you... would you do? That was my question. What would you do if your entire congression, 95% oh, of your congressional... Down. Oh, for okay. sure. <laughs> if I was the type of person who would lie to that extent mm. in order to get public office, I would I yeah. would give zero fucks. Yeah. Because, well, yeah. Because he's no, not... Because, no. like, you have to understand, like, he's not going to face any backlash from the Republican Party, really. Like they're not the 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 people actually in power, like the figureheads of the Republican Party, like the head mm. of the New York chapter or whatever, mm. uh, is not gonna like he'll, he'll they'll disavow him, and so they're saying the right things, but he's not gonna lose his seat because there's nothing mm. you can do. Like Matt said, he didn't technically do anything illegal; he just lied. And I think the I think Kevin McCarthy even even was like, you know, they, they the voters have two in two years can decide what they think about that. And right. that's true. It sucks, but it's true. Yeah. Well, you, you found the market inefficiency, which is if you don't have the resume for Congress, you just lie about it. And then when you come, when you're up for re-election, now you've got a resume because you have two years of work in Congress, and you can point <laughs> to your record and be like, "Ah, see, look, I have this voting yeah. record." It's like, well, yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. It's a 
I don't know. It's very strange. Um, are yeah. you guys, as a, as I, as I continue to try to pull you guys more to the right economically, how thrilled are you guys as taxpayers that you paid for nine days of the House representatives doing nothing mm. while they tried oh to vote God. for a, a leader in Congress? <laughs> Wonderful. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. How do you lose 15 times and still win? Like... I think what was funny was that I think Hakeem Jeffries, which was the Democratic, uh, the guy that they brought, that the Democrats propped up to be their leader, even though it's, you know, figure out position, they're not going to get him, that he kept getting the most votes of anybody because <laughs> people kept pulling votes away from McCarthy to vote for what, Jim Jordan? No, not Jim Jordan. Who was the other guy they kept voting for? I didn't pay attention. It just made me I don't know. know. Mm. Yeah, it was a, some some other chucklehead they kept giving 19 votes to. And, <laughs> and they're like, we're just not going to do any work. We're just going to keep. The, the vote is not passed. Uh, yeah, but how how does right. how does that work? Is it majority or is it how how is it that they vote for the head of all, head of the you have house? To, yeah you have to I think you have to get at least majority and the Republican okay. lead is so slim in the house that uh, there were you know a, you know a baker's dozen or so of these these far far right people who are like Kevin McCarthy's not not enough of a lunatic for us mm. and uh we're gonna we're gonna kick and scream and stomp our feet and you know it's the it's the, it's the usual suspects okay. who are who are causing so, a ruckus and dragging this out so so it's it's like it's like georgia essentially where if they don't get more than 50 percent of the vote they don't they still don't win they have to it's somehow even a bigger waste of time yeah um yeah, yeah it, it, it's 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 sort of like that except for you can't draw it's it's not like georgia in the sense that like it's not like, oh, well, there were three people who got votes for getting votes in all of these House, uh, uh, the the votes for the House leader. And if they didn't win a vote, you could still just go and vote. Like in the runoff, it's like, OK, well, we're going to drop out everybody except for the top two people or something like that mm-hmm. uh, when, in the, the runoff. But this one, you know, they, they could the same 19 people could keep voting for, you know, putting in write in votes for Ben Gay, basically 19 you know, over and over and over and over <laughs> again. Uh, and you know, they couldn't be like, all right, we're moving on to a runoff. So we're going to be dropping Ben gay off of the ballot here as that doesn't happen. They can just continue to gum up the works for days and days and days and days, which is what they did. Mm -hmm. And it's funny to watch them squirm, but also, Hey man, there's, there was probably like a, there's probably like a a VA hospital that could have used a couple extra bucks that that was going to instead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Any other thoughts on George Sand? So would we all double down? I would double down. If yeah. I was him. I, mm-hmm. If if I was him, if like I was the one that lied that much, yeah, I would double down. Mm-hmm. Like I I'd be 100%. that kind of person. You don't. Mm-hmm. You have to double down. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're not bad if you if you are cavalier enough to make up every single thing about yourself. You mm-hmm. you have no scruples. You, you give mm-hmm. zero fucks. You're just like I'm only here to get into office. And it's that's honestly pretty concerning because like a person like that in office mm. is like I, I can't imagine they have good intentions, you know, like they're no, not no, no. they're not well, genuinely it, trying to help the American people. They are so they obviously are so, a self-serving piece of shit. It, what? And then I feel like what what uh, what state did he win in? What, what, New, what, York. New York, New York, New York, he flipped okay. the seat, New York. All right, so I, I, my concerns are a little less weird because I'm like, a lot of Republicans will just always continue to vote for the incumbent no matter what. So moving mm. forward, he's going to continue to win. But if it's in New York, which is a, a uh, I, I guess it's a battle. Is battle, New York a battleground state now, I guess? I don't no, really know. Not really. I mean, no, he, he won. Because the House won specific districts. So like, yeah. you know, there are swaths of New York. It, it's like PA where like, 
you've got New York, you've got Albany, you've got Buffalo, but like the rest of the state is, you know, it's it's a yeah. lot of I, know, a much more rural area. So you can win individual step congressional seats sure. as a Republican. Uh-huh. In I, I and I think I think I honestly I I hold out hope that he won't win again because I'm pretty sure he won in like a pretty heavily Jewish district. Yeah, and yeah. I think 40%. he won. Yeah, and I think he I think yeah. he won. And I think part of that was being like, you know, I'm Jewish and I'm gay. Yeah. And at well, least, at, at least did, 50% of that is untrue. He, okay. he did say he was gay, completely uh, openly gay and proudly gay, ignoring the fact that he only his divorce from his wife only went through in 2019. And no one has seen his husband or partner uh, yeah. pretty much ever. Um, so there's that. Well, I mean, the, well, I mean, I came up from hard times card, except all of that is a lie. Yeah. Uh, and all the, like, literally he played that, like, I built myself on blah, 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 blah. It's like, you did build yourself a complete fabrication. Well done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Unreal. Uh, to be clear, to be fair, you could be gay and married to a woman Correct. and then come out. But however, with, with, the, I don't think you're wrong because you, like, in context, it's pretty mm-hmm. It's pretty concerning that this, like, it's very rare to be a gay Republican. And on top of everything else, like, Um, I don't know. You have to, you have to take everything he says with a grain of salt because the dude is full of shit. Yeah, exactly. And it could be. We can can be adults about this where we say, like, if, if somebody comes out and says, hey, look. It lies and says, like, I'm Jewish. I went to this school. I graduated with a degree in economics. I worked for Goldman Sachs. I had seven houses. I sold them all. And I had $700,000 lying around donate to my campaign. And I'm also gay. It's not like can be like, well, hold up. We can't assume mm-hmm. just because he lied about 99,000 other <laughs> yeah. things yeah. that he's lying about. the gay. Like, we can we can say, yeah, Correct. It's, probably, it, it's more likely than not that he's lying. And if about anything, that. you which can. Is me, which means, by the way, when it comes to anybody else in the LGBT community, nothing. We're mm-hmm. talking about George Santos. This is very mm-hmm. individual. Yeah. It's like the old, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, again, you get a canceled Louis C.K. joke, but it's like where Louis C.K. jokes like, well, where's the line? It's like, here, here's the line. George <laughs> Santos is the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and if anything, if that is truly the, the, the route he's gone through, then you now have that conversation of figuring out who you are later in life or finally admitting that and that's if anything a better story but in this one it's just like we're just not gonna talk about it Mm. and it was right before his congress run started so it's like "Ah," yeah it's his first congress run so it's it's super sus super sus super sus super sus what a piece of garbage yes yeah good luck man wish you the best uh (laughs) who's got another question Tim, there's no way. I, there's no I, way Tim has another question. <laughs> I do not have another question. That is absolutely true. I I, I could go into one. I got one. All right. Um. So we just ended the 2022 holiday season. Um. And I'm sure we all had like some sort of holiday gatherings. Um. Uh. Secret Santas, white elephants, whatever going on. Um. If somebody says to you that the price limit of a secret Santa or a gift exchange or whatever. Is twenty five dollars? Do you have to spend the full twenty five? I mean, I would I say within no. fifty. Technically, no, but I would say if you're within fifty percent, I I would still consider. I, that I wouldn't a come with like a Hershey bar. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, if you say twenty five dollars and you showed like up checkout aisle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you if if we said it's a twenty five dollar limit and you went to the dollar store and got like 
a mug that was literally a dollar yeah. and everyone can tell, um, yeah. then fuck you. Like, that's yeah. you just trying to cash in on other people's goodwill. Mm-hmm. If you can't really afford to get somewhere moderately close to that, then don't be in it. Like, yeah. And that's this has been an ongoing issue with um, my family. We do our Christmas party, like our big Christmas gathering after Christmas. And so we're doing it actually tomorrow. Um, and we do a white elephant and the limit is $15. And there are people there that like will hound you for how much this was. And oh, if fuck it's that. no, if it's no. if it's if it's less than like a dollar off, what are you the IRS? If it's <laughs> like out, literally, <laughs> if it's less than like a dollar off, you need to make sure that extra money is in that gift as well. No, fuck you, especially yeah. with a limit of fifteen dollars, twenty five. If you came in and you're like, I only spent ten, yeah. eh, eh, I yeah. might start being like a little, Mur. but fifteen dollars yeah. is like, well, I spent thirteen. Where are the other two dollars? It's like. Go fuck yourself. This yeah. is fucking Christmas. This is supposed to be a fun. Suck my dick. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the first year we did it, I remember, I think our limit was 20 bucks. And I had like gone to the mall, walked around, and I went into the calendar store. And I found a calendar that was like $13.50 or like f- almost $14. And it was a good Jewish boy calendar is what it was. And I'm like, this is hilarious. Mm-hmm. This is our Christmas gift for the white elephant. Because it's just it was silly. And they saw, because I forgot to take the price tag off, and they're like, that was only $13.50. Where's the other seven dollars? I'm like, hmm. You said I it's bought a, it on resale. I it's got a, it from some guy in the back alley who marked it up six dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, I was just like, it's a price limit. Like the limit is it's twenty. A limit, it's not a target. Not a yeah. target. And it's just like I've I've had people I was like, no, you have to spend the full amount. I'm like, I was in a a a uh, a secret Santa once where the price limit was twenty five, and somebody only gave me a gift card of twenty. Like, if it's if you're getting a gift card, you go the full amount. <laughs> but if you're you're doing anything else, you go you you go as close as you can with you the item close, that you're man. buying. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I think you have to make it has to be done in good faith. It's, it's just make a good faith effort to get close. Like yeah, like as Sim was alluded to, I think as we said, like if you like. It depends on the dollar amount. If your limit's twenty five and you get at least fifty percent, I think that's okay. If if it's like a big one, like I, I have family, like we do, like okay, you can join in with a family member and you get like a our limit's a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and but it can come from a family, so it can be like me and Jenna both do like a hundred dollar gift, mm-hmm. and like you know another family does a hundred dollars, so on and so forth. But if I rolled up with a fifty dollar gift, then yeah, that that would also yeah. seem a little bit hollow. That's fifty dollars just sitting out there. So I think as the dollar limit goes up, you try to get closer and closer. Maybe the percentage yeah. gets to be sixty percent, seventy percent, whatever it is. But like, it's not a, in no white elephant is a situation where if somebody has made a, it's supposed to be fun. It is it's supposed to be fun. And like, it's not supposed to be an audit. And as, as, and for like the $25 limit and you got a $20 gift card, if it's a visa card, if it's a visa gift card, that did cost them $25. Yeah. The taxes and the activation <laughs> fees and all that other shit. So fuck off. Um, mm-hmm. You got money. When? Yeah. And, and it's it, not it's some like, like we, Bobbly fishing gift there is. that I can't get rid of, like it maximizes <laughs> utility. And like last year, last year, my family just doesn't understand having fun with this thing. They take it way too serious. My uncle showed up and he put he had he found a little. It was probably about that big, uh, like like maybe like a five inch by three inch like picture frame, like a little wallet picture picture frame. Um, it wasn't worth the price limit at all. But what he did was he hid a $100 bill in there. 
Mm-hmm. And he closes it up and he puts it in there and he and people find once well, my my other uncle finds it, opens it, and is like, What the hell is this? What am I gonna do with this? And then everyone's being all frantic. Oh my god, that's not worth twenty dollars. That's a and I'm just sitting here like, open the fucking thing up. There's money in there. There's money. And he didn't realize, he didn't think about that until eventually my his brother was like, just open it. There's money. There's a hundred dollars in there. Out loud so everyone could hear. And then somebody else returned. Well, it's only a $20 limit. Oh my god, this is supposed to just be a joke. This is supposed to be fun. Relax. Have fun. Merry Christmas. We're having fun. We're having fun. (laughs) I mean, at some point, then you're the asshole who went the complete opposite. And yes, I would also probably be like, dude, it's a $20 limit. Why are you giving somebody $100? Because then if you're doing the steel rules and all that, it kind of fucks up literally everything. Because once, everyone's going to want a hundred dollars. <laughs> well, once, so once then, then, like then your uncle is now the asshole. Steal that hundred dollar bill. At, that's that, not that's, not having fun. That's going the opposite on, end of the pendulum. Well, that's the thing. Once we found out that there was a hundred dollars in there for sure, that that steal was off the table, and my uncle just got away with a hundred bucks. Hmm. That's fucking stupid. That's yeah. not fun. But like, if no, if he hadn't found it and somebody stole it. And like was like, yeah, I want to steal this picture I, frame. Then here's, here's what, my question. Go ahead, go ahead. Sean. What should have happened is that it should have been up for steals, and people should have been able to get that, and no one should have known there was a hundred dollars in it until the last person got it. And good yeah, job correct. stealing that so, shit. Yeah, you so essentially, bucks. your family doesn't understand the premise of a white elephant or a Pollyanna no. or whatever you want to call it, and you should just not take part because your family has no fun. <laughs> No, mm-hmm. like they they get super ridiculous when it comes yeah, to this thing. Fuck like, that! I wouldn't my, even show no up. No way. I, I, I mean, I, I here's what I do when it comes to white elephant, and this is smart for anyone who goes to a white elephant. You buy something you want because then if there's nothing on the table that you want or to steal, and there's not a lot of gifts left, you just take your own gift. Mm-hmm. I'm going and picking up coffee and hot sauce for tomorrow. Or or or. You get really, really, really fucking drunk before you guys play, <laughs> and then you end up taking your own gift anyway. Because yeah, you forget. Well, that's my dad. One year, he got himself a drobit. He well, not he got himself. He bought a twenty dollar drobit set for this white elephant, wrapped it up and put it on there. And then there was nothing around that anybody wanted, and somebody already opened it. He stole it from him because like, <laughs> I don't want these gifts. I want my drills bit. <laughs> It, it, it was me. I, I did this at one of our parties. <laughs> I think I remember like, that. It was the like sparkly unicorn rainbow can that was like full of candy. And I, I remember going home with it and being like, why do I have this? And Martha's <laughs> like, do you not remember stealing that? Because that was all fucking you. <laughs> what? Me? Yeah. Little old me. Fun, guys. Huh? That's, yeah, uh... that's... Any, any other thoughts on price limit? I I think I don't know. I think if it was like fifteen bucks, you buy a, a close enough bottle of wine and don't even worry about it. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 yeah this is yeah again. This isn't like nobody's sending the cops to your house because you went a dollar over or a dollar under or no. something like that. Or at least they shouldn't be. This is supposed, the point of it is supposed to be fun. And if the fun for you is the bickering, then find a new hobby. <laughs> Get oh, you've definitely not <laughs> met definitely my family. People, there are definitely people who who the the enjoyment for them is to be like a t- suddenly turn into like a tax attorney at these kind of events, or you know the, the the bickering is the fun in some weird way. And I don't want any part of you. In that case, yeah. those people exist, you, and I don't want any part of them. You have obviously don't know that side of my family. 
No, well, now I did. No, no, no. I know them from what you've told me, and what I know is I don't want any part of them. <laughs> At least when it comes to gift giving. Yes. I want zero part of that. Uh, all right. I got a question for you guys. Okay. For you. Uh, this is a very simple one. Um, if you could be on any game show, Ooh. what game show would you want to be on? Survivor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why Survivor? I've just always loved Survivor. Um, I hate that I haven't really watched it in a long time because I don't have cable. Uh, but it's just like it always seemed like a fun, cool show to do. And they're not actually surviving on that island. Like after filming is done, they go back to like a, a freaking hotel or whatever. Like it just seems like a cool experience to do. Um, would I win? Probably not. Unless I'm the Rupert of that season. Maybe. Because he didn't win the first season. He won the All-Star season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would still, it would just, it's more the experience than anything else. Just, it would be such a cool experience. That seems like a nightmare for me. I hate being outside <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I do not want any part of that. I, well, I just don't want to because like a lot of it is the social game and I don't fucking care. <laughs> I couldn't be bothered. Uh, mine Jeopardy. would be fear factor. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, Jeopardy. I like it. Yeah, why would you pick Fear Factor? I pick Fear Factor because uh, every episode of Fear Factor I've ever done, nothing about it has grossed me out in any way, shape, or form. Like, there's there's maybe, like, one where they had to, like, eat, drink milkshakes of, like, some really, really gross shit, but I probably would have been fine. (laughs) Like, but everything else is like, can you do this with all these animals? Can you do this thing while flying 50 feet in the air? I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> like, I am not afraid of heights at all. I am not afraid of snakes at all. Like, there's not a whole lot that, like, I'm afraid of. Uh, yeah, between that weird milkshake thing with, like, maggots in it, which is all protein, and I've eaten bugs and mealworms before, so, like, I'd probably just try to psych myself up with that. Uh, and the Rocky Mountain Oysters, which I've had fried Rocky Mountain Oysters, not boiled ones, but I'm sure I could work my way through that. You but, would like, be what? you would be the contestant the producers hate. Correct, which is why I would never end up on <laughs> you, the show. You would be Tyrone uh, on Chappelle's show, who's just like Tyrone Bingham? across the coals and being like, you got anything hot of Joe Rogan? I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> mm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So Sean would be on Jeopardy. Uh, well, actually, I changed my mind. I was I, okay. I initially said Jeopardy Ooh, because I was like, because that's like the prestigious one, and like even though it's like not it's really essential game show. Yeah, yeah, but if and like if you had like if you've won Jeopardy, like it's like I am so smart because that's the thinking right, man's yeah. game show. But <laughs> exactly. Yeah. However, I would like to be on Taskmaster. Oh yeah, yeah. That I've seems never, that's a good I've never heard one. Of that's a good choice. What you've never heard of Taskmaster? Not at so, all. Taskmaster sure before, but I have no idea what it is. Taskmaster is a British game show in which okay. five comedians—I think it's five, five or six—they yeah. um, yeah. uh, they are given tasks, and they're all like absurd tasks. Like um, I forget. I have to think of it. There's they just are given tasks by the taskmaster, and then they get points based on like who can do the tasks the fastest. And, like, one was uh, move water from one bucket to another bucket without touching the buckets. Um, and so, like, but it's that's all, the like... one that's, like, in the winter on a racetrack. Yeah, in the winter on the racetrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, 
I've seen one where it was make the ice disappear as fast as possible. Oh, yeah, yeah. And somebody grabbed the giant cube of ice and just threw it in the <laughs> lake and watched it float away. Um, they awarded them no points because he was like, yeah, we didn't see it, but it didn't actually disappear. Yeah, it was um, still there. It was still there. Um, but, like... Uh... Very much, but like it's just like very creative. Like you have to think of you. Have to, it's it's very much like think outside of the box. The best way to handle this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very entertaining. Yeah, okay. you can watch clips of it on YouTube, and it's it's a great way to kill like fifteen minutes. Plus, Greg Davies really have this down with like a bunch of like panel or, or game shows with with comedians on it. Like they mm-hmm. really have that down. Yeah, they they, they really are eight out of ten cast, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's very fun. It's interesting. The show I was going to pick is also it started as a British show, and it would be the Chase. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know the, the chase. chase is so the Chase is a a trivia is a, another trivia show, um, and it's like for me it's like the attainable Jeopardy. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like it's like um, so the the idea is it's this, this show, and it's again started in the UK. They have a US version now, uh, and I actually really enjoy the US version. But the, the idea is you're on a team and there's like three of us. So it's a, you know, say it's a team of Rich, Tim, uh, Sean. I think it's only three. Yeah. Um, Rich, Tim, and Sean. And um, and each round is one of you goes up and you answer as many questions as possible in 60 seconds. And for each question, you get, you know, five grand or something like that in your bank. Um, and your bank accumulates, accumulates, accumulates. And at the end of the 60 seconds, okay, great. Sean, you have, you know, $50,000 in your bank. Um, but it's not yours yet because now you have to protect that money from the chaser. And the chaser is like some like trivia god. Um, like they, 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 the guy they have in Britain is this guy, Mark Labatt. Uh, is this like huge dude, like like a Rhodes Scholar kind of stuff. And in the U.S. version, at least the first season, they had Ken Jennings, James Holtzauer, and Brad Rutter. Uh, and then the next year, they added Mark Labatt from the British version, and then they added Buzzy Cohen from Jeopardy. It's like all these like trivia geniuses, mm. and so you have to then beat them in like a chase uh, to to your money in order to preserve it. And if they catch you, you're out of the game. Um, but if you get there, you save your money, and now your team keeps it. And so basically, it's just this constant back and forth between you and your team and this this trivia guy. And it's like if your team beats the trivia guy, and they give you some some bonuses basically like at the end it's like okay there's three of you left so you get a three-step head start on the chaser and you know all this other stuff it's very fun uh i, I really enjoy it it's like an hour-long thing and uh i i did not bring this up just to bring this to to bring up this story i did not ask this question just to bring up the story but i did try out for the chase during the <laughs> pandemic oh yeah and i got past the first round nice oh, <laughs> hell yeah the first round nice. I got to the video uh got to the video one so it was like i took a quiz and it was like a like a quick quiz online with like you know fifty other people, and they got a text like an hour later. It's like we want you to come back for the video portion. I'm like cool, and then I blew it during the video portion. Uh, <laughs> I think I did pretty well, but like I don't remember exactly where I went wrong. But I think it was around the time that I forgot that the Chrysler Building was in New York. <laughs> so it was, it was it was that that at that point. But yeah, um, it was fun. Uh, honorable mention: Family Feud. You playing the feud. Playing the feud. Uh, with, yeah, but like I don't I don't want to go with like my I wouldn't like the Brose family family feud like <laughs> I don't want to go with my yeah. family because yeah. we would actually feud while on there like I want to yeah. feud against other people. Mm-hmm. You know, feud other people. <laughs> I guess wheel. I was, wheel would be fun. I'd be pretty good. I, mean, that, that's not really that. I also I also I also put in a video uh, tryout for wheel at one point, which the wheel tryout is not a tryout. It's just you fill out a survey. 
you tell them whether or not you're like one of the troops because they love that. Oh, they love the troops. Uh, and then you send them like a 60 second pitch video, and uh, mm-hmm. and mine mine wasn't very good, I guess. I <laughs> I I feel like Sean would be super good at the wheel. I am pretty good at the Wheel of Fortune video game. However, the game itself, the uh, the RNG is like really heavily weighted to giving you bankrupt. Because like if they didn't, it wouldn't. It would be too easy. So like every yeah. like fourth or fifth time, you go bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the rubber bandit. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it's like okay, you got in four in a row. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the, it's like when they catch you counting cards. Yeah. At the casino. Okay, let's like, have yeah. somebody else play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting. And then you have to deal with Pat Sajak, who's like just like a used car salesman. Yeah, I, I, Pat Sajak really pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> I could deal with the game if it wasn't for Sajak. Yeah. That's yeah. Ajak uh has been getting a roll of stamps and mailing it in for like 30 years. Uh all right, Sean, you're last. What's uh what's your question for uh, How long have we been going? A decent amount. Uh, okay, I'll 40, give it five minutes. Yeah, I'll 45 give... minutes, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll let's I'll give it a, a simple one. I want to know what you're... Because we've been doing this for... This is the 75th uh, Too session. damn long! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost... Uh, so so long. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to know what... Of all of the wines you've had, what's your favorite one? If you could pick one, you're like, I... We've, in theory, had about... I would say, conservatively, like 65 wines each. Yeah. I like. I know we've been doing this seventy five times, but I'm I'm talking about birthdays when we forget when we've been sick. I would say like about sixty five is probably right. What's the mm-hmm. one or or two that stands yeah. out as the best? And for me, um, it's Post Malone's wine. Best one. Post Malone's wine. Post Malone's rosé was the best rosé I had on rosé. Mm-hmm. By far. Or not I'm by far, but, but cons- the seventy fifth anniversary, by the way, is the diamond anniversary, the diamond jubilee. Ooh, <laughs> what are y'all getting? Yeah, that and Alter Dimensions. Alter Dimensions is kind of my go to decent rosé. Uh, I think that I think I had Alter Dimensions as well. Mm-hmm. You did. I, one, you, we, I remember. Yeah. I remember that one being really good. Didn't we have it on the same episode? I think so. I yeah, think so. I think that I remember that one being really good. But I've gotten it like a, three times. I'm having a tough time remembering all the wines we've had over the mm-hmm. course of the. I know it's yeah. it's hard. I only knew because I was thinking about it. Because I was like, oh, I wonder what my favorite wine was. I was like, oh, it's posts. Mm-hmm. I think the Machua Pinot Noir Rosé, which we had fairly early on, or I had fairly early on, is probably my favorite because it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a Pinot Noir Rosé. Yeah, it, it combines. Like I love red wine, and it's like okay, this adds a little bit of bubbly, a little bit of sweetness to to red wine, and that worked out. Quite. It was a, it was a really nice blend. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's jumping out to me. I, I'm sure there have been others. Like the Bogle wines I've had the last couple of months have been pretty solid. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I, I think usually the rosés are the wines that we have, with few exceptions. I think fall you know in the under twenty dollar range. Yeah. So I think. In that range, I would say the Machua Pinot Noir Rosé is the one that's jumping to mind as my favorite that I've had. Mm-hmm. It's good. Is it, is it, if you're a red wine drinker, this is your entryway to rosé. And if you're a rosé drinker, this is your entryway into red wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember after you had that, 
we were going for Pinot Noir rosés for a while because mm-hmm. they are generally really good. They're great. They're they they're are great. a nice they temper the flavor. Yeah, and they're a nice in between of like because I don't red wine is kind of a little bit too heavy for me, but like sometimes rosés are a little bit too sweet, so it's like a nice middle ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like an adult sure. rosé. Yeah, exactly. I. I'd have to say Altered Dimensions because I really can't remember. Um, I do remember, I think it was like the Jersey Devil Fort uh, Blueberry. I might have had that on here. I might have not had the, just the regular, not the blueberry. But the blueberry was one of my favorites. And that was a red. It was like one of the few reds that I really am just like, I really like this. Um, but I don't know. It's that's hard to think, to look mm-hmm. back and think because, uh, yeah, I dropped off really quick on keeping a log of... Mm-hmm. all the wines we were drinking because it is it has i i understand and the <laughs> listener should also understand that while it 65 is a lot to remember and also it has been four years <laughs> yeah, right. yeah right and and i would i would get into this uh like i would try to log every wine we had um as we would record it but then like i would go like four or five recordings without and mm-hmm. so I would have to go to every session and re-listen to try to log it. And eventually it just like it was like twenty sessions through and I'm like, Nope, just this mm-hmm. isn't happening anymore. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. Now Tim, what's been your favorite? So uh yeah, I don't remember most of the ones I've had, but also uh there was a really, really long string where it was just like a Tim with a meh opinion on whatever the fuck he's drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um it, but it is the, what it is. Yeah. So I, I know I know there was one within the last year that I really liked and I was like, this is awesome. I don't remember mm. what that is. <laughs> but the the the, the right. three that jump out at me and two it might have been one of these three. Uh, one was really early on. It was uh, Allegro Winery's Punk, which uh-huh. uh, was really sweet. It looked like a uh, like a Bill Cosby version of a saxophone on the front. Like that kind of art style is how I described it. Which is literally kind of sort of how Bill Cosby found it. saxophone. Yeah, it's like that. That like picture the Cosby like the the sign for or, or like the artwork you use in the opening for, the for his show? show for the Cosby oh, show. Okay, 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 okay. And like that kind of like crazy nineties eighties art mm-hmm. style. Okay, uh, right, as I'm a saxophone. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, I remember that was like because that's when we were just doing rosé. And I didn't really, I don't really like rosé all that much. And that one was like mm. sweet without being over the top. Uh, and I just remember really enjoying it. Uh, the other two were more recently, which is uh, Mayomi Pinot Noir, which is one that <clears throat> I didn't see before going to North Carolina. And now I see like everywhere all of the time, uh, which is cool because it's not a super expensive Pinot Noir. And it's just like really really solid like it's not amazing but it's a solid like i have zero complaints whatsoever it's just good um and the last one i had to go through apothics wine list to figure out which one it was which because like half of their red wine blends because i got a lot of them i don't like Mm -hmm. uh but they did yeah which is really surprising maybe i have to go back and try them again because i was always like that sounds cool and then i try i'm like that tastes like a cabernet sauvignon which tastes like dirt to me (laughs) um but i I found the apothic merlot which has a blue label and i remember it because the front the the like type on the front says plush and jammy and i remember when we were doing it i was like i don't know what the fuck that means 
Shammy how, Dodges. How can a wine be plush and jammy? <laughs> I, remember yeah. I remember that. But it was very yeah. good. I remember mm. thoroughly enjoying that wine. Um, and then I think yeah. I went and got the Pinot Noir shortly after that, which was also pretty. Hmm. So where's Dark Horse on your list? Um, Somewhere in the middle. Okay. Somewhere in the middle. It was fine. Uh, just too much of it. <laughs> I see it all the time now. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, 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 like, it's Always, very Every, everywhere I, I go. I've never heard of it before. You brought it over that one time. I had never seen the rosé. I had always seen like a, the a Pinot Negri, a Pinot Grigio or something like that. So the box I found for that episode was the first time I saw the rosé, and now it's everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, catch up. Any other wines you guys want to want to shout out from our four plus years of doing this show? Uh, this wine, no. ostensibly wine based show. All of, I, I, all, the all of the Joshes. All the Joshes. They are. And the, I've, the, all the Joshes are above average. They're just very. They're they're definitely middle of the road. Like I don't think they're the best, but they are for the money. Like you're not going to be disappointed. You're gonna be like, all right, this is decent. Yeah, I've had their Pinot Noir. I've had their. I think they make a Merlot. I'm pretty sure I've had that. Their Rosé Prosecco is pretty good. Their normal mm. Prosecco is pretty good. Got a couple bottles of those downstairs. And I don't even like champagne. <laughs> the Bogle ones were good. Um, God, I can't think of any one specific one I want to call out at this point. The Pinot Project was good. The Pinot Noir Pinot Pinot Project. Project was quite good as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go with that one. Yeah. And now we move on to the whiskey portion of the birthday podcast. We all <laughs> just go into whiskey. You know, yes. we become old man whiskey drinkers. We just go, oh, it's very peaty. Oh, yeah. peaty <laughs> whiskeys are so this, gross to me. They're so bad. <laughs> this I tastes like so earth and much. grass. Yeah. I, I love you... when I start talking to people about scotch, and they're just like, I don't yeah. like scotch. I was like, yeah, but what did you have? Like, well, yeah. uh, isn't it all the same? I was like, no, 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 no. My <laughs> dear boy. The, who says it's all the same? People who don't drink scotch. People who don't drink oh. scotch. They're like, scotch, yeah. like, if I've tried one, I probably don't like any of them. And I was like, dear boy. Oh no! I to... <laughs> Goldman oh, Sachs is coming back, guys. Yeah, yeah. dear boy, Goldman McSachs. You ever come to my private reserve? <laughs> yeah, everyone who works for Goldman Sachs sounds like Sean Connery, by the way. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Mm. Blow my cue. I've got this. Uh, got Should have been the first giveaway about Santos. Up. Like something doesn't add up. Yeah, so, yeah. When he started, yeah, when he started talking, like, uh, names, my name's Santos. George Santos. Uh, the Brose <laughs> podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms. Every single one of them. And you can follow our show on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook at Brose podcast or on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. And if you have a question that you want us to answer on the air, email it to Brose questions at gmail.com. That's Brose questions at gmail.com. Special thanks as always to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions, to Shannon Vogel who designed our world famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. You can find Steven's work at the Free Music Archive. Uh, it's time for plugs and Twitter. Rich, we're going to start with you. Uh, at B underscore Walnuts on Twitter, and you can find me on twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts for gaming streaming uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday for Mega Man X, Sifu, and a bunch of other games. You can also check out uh, uh, 
PodQuest, the weekly nerdy talk show, and bonus action, the tabletop podcast where me and Sean and friends play D&D. Are you going to play all the Mega Man X games? I I just beat Mega Man X5 this week, so we've got three more. Ooh. Is that the one with Cyber Peacock? Because it's a game with a guy no, called Cyber I Peacock. Think Cyber, Cyber Peacock was four. Okay. Um, yeah, Cyber Peacock was four. Uh, X5 was with a lot of the uh, uh, masters having names referencing like rock pop stars like Duff McWhalen and um, Iggy oh, Sparks I like this one. or something like that. I, I remember this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like a bomb going to hit the earth or some shit. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, I, I remember this one. That, that one's fun. Yeah, that was great. My favorite so far. Mm. Now, Sean, what about you? What do you got going on on Twitter and on the uh, the interwebs? Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sOB, and you can find me throwing Frisbees at OB Disc Golf everywhere. Except hey, Instagram. Except I always forget. You always at Instagram. No, 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 no. Tim, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tim R. Hansen, begging for a job. Oh, boy. Oh, Goldman yeah. Sachs, kick me to the curb. Hire this man. <laughs> Get him employment. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. Uh, my plug for this week is uh, Go Birds. Go Birds. Go Birds. Go Birds. Yeah, playoff game in uh, five to six days. Go Birds from when this releases. Go Birds. Mm-hmm. Go Birds. Jalen, I hope your shoulder's okay. All right. Say goodbye. To the gentle listeners, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. <laughs>